You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, we'll talk about a word that describes how a lot of people might be feeling while they're staying at home. And we'll talk about when you use hyphens and even an occasional apostrophe in the phrase, thank you. With some communities in rebooted lockdown conditions and movement restricted everywhere else, no one is posting pictures of their sourdough. Zoom cocktail parties have lost their novelty. Netflix can only release so many new series. The news seems worse every day, yet we compulsively scroll through it. We get distracted by social media, yet have a pile of books unread. We keep meaning to go outside, but somehow never find the time. We are bored, listless, afraid, and uncertain. What is this feeling? Well, John Cassian, a monk and theologian, wrote in the early 5th century about an ancient Greek emotion called acedia. A mind seized by this emotion is, quote, horrified at where he is, disgusted with his room. It does not allow him to stay still in his cell or to devote any effort to reading, unquote. He feels, quote, such bodily listlessness and yawning hunger as though he were worn by a long journey or a prolonged fast. Next, he glances about and sighs that no one is coming to see him. Constantly in and out of his cell, he looks at the sun as if it were too slow in setting, unquote. This sounds eerily familiar, yet the name that so aptly describes our current state was lost to time and translation. Etymologically, acedia joins the negative prefix a to the Greek noun kidos, which means care, concern, or grief. It sounds like apathy, but Cassian's description shows that acedia is much more daunting and complex than that. Cassian and other early Christians called acedia the noonday demon and sometimes described it as a train of thought. But they didn't think it affected city dwellers or even monks in communities. Rather, acedia arose directly out of the spatial and social constrictions that a solitary monastic life necessitates. These conditions generate a strange combination of listlessness, undirected anxiety, and inability to concentrate. Together, these make up the paradoxical emotion of acedia. 
Evagrius of Pontus included acedia among the eight trains of thought that needed to be overcome by devout Christians. Among these, acedia was considered the most insidious. It attacked only after monks had conquered the sins of gluttony, fornication, avarice, sadness, anger, vainglory, and pride. Cassian, a student of Evagrius, translated the list of sins into Latin. A later 6th century Latin edit gave us the seven deadly sins. In this list, acedia was subsumed into sloth, a word we now associate with laziness. Acedia appears throughout monastic and other literature of the Middle Ages. It was a key part of the emotional vocabulary of the Byzantine Empire and can be found in all sorts of lists of passions or emotions in medical literature and lexicons, as well as theological treatises and sermons. It first appeared in English in print in 1607 to describe a state of spiritual listlessness, but it's barely used today. As clinical psychology has reclassified emotions and mental states, terms like melancholy can sound archaic and moralizing. Emotional expressions, norms, and scripts change over time and vary between cultures. They mark out constellations of bodily sensations, patterns of thought, and perceived social causes or effects. Since these constellations are culturally or socially specific, as societies change, so do the emotions in their repertoire. With the decline of theological moralizing, not to mention monastic influence, acedia has largely disappeared from secular vocabularies. Now, the pandemic and governmental response to it creates social conditions that approximate those of desert monks— No demons, perhaps, but social media offers a barrage of bad or misleading news. Social distancing limits physical contact. Lockdown constricts physical space and movement. Working from home or having lost work entirely both upend routines and habits. In these conditions, perhaps it's time to bring back that term. Reviving the language of acedia is important to our experience in two ways. First, it distinguishes the complex of emotions brought on by enforced isolation, constant uncertainty, and the barrage of bad news from clinical terms like depression or anxiety. Saying, I'm feeling acedia, could legitimize feelings of listlessness and anxiety as valid emotions in our current context without inducing guilt that others have things worse. Second, and more importantly, the feelings associated with physical isolation are exacerbated by emotional isolation, that terrible sense that this thing I feel is mine alone. When an experience can be named, it can be communicated and even shared. Learning to express new or previously unrecognized constellations of feelings, sensations, and thoughts builds an emotional repertoire, which assists in emotional regulation. Naming and expressing experiences allows us to claim some agency in dealing with them. As we, like Cassian's desert monks, struggle with our own, quote, long, dark tea time of the soul, unquote, we can name this experience, acedia, which is now part of our emotional repertoire. That segment was written by Jonathan L. Zecker, a research fellow at Australian Catholic University. It was originally published at The Conversation and appears here under a Creative Commons license.
You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules? only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. If you still have thank you notes to write from the holidays, you might be wondering whether to put a hyphen in thank you. I always get a lot of questions about hyphens when I do my AP style webinars, and it's not surprising because hyphens can be confusing. Sometimes you put a hyphen in thank you, and sometimes you don't. When thank is a verb, you don't need a hyphen. Examples would be, we thank you for inviting us to your holiday Zoom party, or simply thank you for the gift. But when thank you is a modifier or a noun, it takes a hyphen. For example, in I still need to write a thank you note, you use a hyphen in thank you because it's modifying the noun, note, a thank you note. And you also use a hyphen when thank you itself is a noun, as in sending you a hearty thank you for the presence. And nouns can be plural, so how do you make thank you plural? Well, it still takes a hyphen, but beyond that is a little tricky because style guides say different things. You always add an S. It sounds like thank yous, as in, I still owe people so many thank yous. The Chicago Manual of Style says to just add the S at the end. Thank yous with a hyphen. But Associated Press Style adds an apostrophe before the S. Thank yous. Thank you apostrophe S. That AP style is a little weird, but it's not the only case like that. It reminds me of do's and don'ts, which Chicago writes without an apostrophe in do's, and AP writes with an apostrophe in do's. 
So how you write thank yous depends on which style guide you follow. Or if you aren't required to follow a specific style guide, you can use whichever style seems best to you. Just pick one and be consistent. And if you'd like a little bit of word trivia, unthank is an obsolete word in English. It was both a verb and a noun. You could unthank someone, rescind your thanks. And as a noun, unthank meant something that caused offense or displeasure, or it could be a curse. It shows up in Chaucer's Reeves' tale in this line about a horse that got loose. Unthank come on his hand that bond him so, which is translated into modern English as curses come upon his hand that bound him so, or curses come upon his hand that tied him so carelessly. So get on with those thank you notes. If you have reservations, you can always unthank the people later. Remember that thank you takes a hyphen when it's modifying a noun, like notes in thank you notes, and it takes a hyphen when it's a singular or plural noun, as in I hope you don't have too many thank yous left to write. Finally, I have a familect story about a good kind of tired. This is Sharon. I remember going on a hike with some friends, and when we were finished with the hike, we were very, very tired, but we also felt good about the mileage we'd done during the day. And so I came up with the word exhilarated, which just feels so right to me between exhilarated and exhausted. And I wondered why that word maybe has never caught on or maybe should catch on because it really says it all in one word. I enjoy your program. A lot. Thanks for sharing your word, Sharon. If you want to tell me the story of a word your family made up, leave a voicemail at 83321-4GIRL. And remember to tell me the story behind the word because the story is always the best part. That voicemail number is also in my email newsletter, which you can sign up for at quickanddirtytips.com. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sams. And that's all. Thanks for listening. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.